In my last passage, I established that Prince David will reign in the Millennial Kingdom in direct service to Jesus Christ the King of Kings, and Lord of Lords. I also established the likelihood that David is an end-times figure living in our current day, and one for whom it is prophesied to overcome, conquer and lead an exodus of his people out of end-times Babylon. Jesus' lost sheep will be taken and regathered back in their homeland, the Holy Land where Israel will rejoin the, house of, Judah for the first time, perhaps not coincidentally, since they split apart during King David's reign. In this passage, I will discuss a little more about end times David, and in particular, I will provide more detail about his possible role as a banner for end times Babylon and the exodus of his people. David a righteous servant warrior in a corrupt world. It is clear that the end times David figure stands as a righteous man, in an otherwise corrupt world a world full of corrupt leaders and kings. David is referred to as a righteous branch, and one who has the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, is 11-2. It is also clear that end times David has to fight his own righteous war against these corrupt, oppressive powers. You will recall the following scripture that I have previously used to set the background for David's war. Why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against His anointed one. Peace 2-1-2. As a prophetic scripture, this sets up what is essentially an end times war between Satan's evil earthly kingdom and God's people who represent His kingdom to come. In my last several passages, I have established the Antichrist Chaldean army, as well as both King David's end and times, David's battles against this army on behalf of God's kingdom and people. Is it any wonder that the prayers of both Jacob and Moses in ancient days that pertain specifically to Judah, Jacob's son and the tribe of the Davidic line, are prophetic in reference to fighting a battle? Jacob, Judah, your brothers will praise you, your hand will be on the neck of your enemies, your father's sons will bow down to you. You are a lion's cub, O Judah, you return from the prey, my son. Like a lion he crouches down, like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he comes to whom it belongs and the obedience of nations is his. Gen 49-9-10 Moses, hear O Lord, the cry of Judah, bring him to his people. With his own hands he defends his cause. Oh, be his help against his foes. Do 33-7 The tribe of Judah, and its Davidic line in particular, appear to be predestined for righteous battle. As discussed above, and times David's battle is not only one for his own soul and his own life, it is a battle that represents, and is on behalf of, God's people, Israel. God's barren vine in his judgment and deliverance through David the millennial prince. In my last passage, I established that David arises in a time when God's people and his vine have been laid to waste and laid barren. They are spiritually starved and are heavily oppressed at the hands of the worldwide Antichrist Chaldean army, which is led by the nation's evil rulers, elected and unelected, who have systematically targeted and persecuted God's people. We read. The rulers of the nations have trampled down the choicest vines, joy and gladness are taken away from the orchards, no one sings or shouts in the vineyards. Is. 16-8-10. Woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord, because you have scattered my flock, driven them away and have not bestowed care on them, I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you have done, declares the Lord. Jeremiah 23 1-2. Many shepherds will ruin my vineyard and trample down my field, they will turn my pleasant field into a desolate wasteland. Jeremiah 12:10. In response to the persecution against his vineyard, God's worldwide punishment and judgment will come. It will eventually be understood that this punishment is a culmination of David's war versus the Antichrist Chaldeans. The truth about his righteous struggle, 
which in the bigger picture represents God's vine against their evil oppressors and destroyers, will be revealed. We know that at the end of this worldwide battle, God's punishment destroys His enemies. The Lord says. O profane and wicked Prince of Israel, whose time of punishment has reached its climax, take off the turban, remove the crown. It will not be as it was, the lowly will be exalted and the exalted will be brought low. A ruin. A ruin. I will make it a ruin. Easy. 21-25-27. Ultimately, God sets up His own kingdom here on earth. As a result of David's faithfulness, he inherits his ancestors' throne in an incredible honor to serve the Lord and the people. Note here how this is directly analogous to and consistent with the Zerubbabel picture in my last passage. In mercy a throne will be established, in faithfulness a man will sit on it one from the house of David one who in judging seeks justice and speeds the cause of righteousness. Is. 16-5. The throne will not be restored until he comes to whom it rightfully belongs, to him will I, God, give it. Easy 21-27. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not and nations that do not know you will hasten to you, because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for He has endowed you with splendor. Is 55-3. David the Branch. On the heels of God's and Jesus Christ's final deliverance and restoration of Israel and Judah, and in establishing the millennial kingdom and David's throne, God refers to David as his righteous branch. At the time God frees his people and restores them in their land, God says through Jeremiah, ch. 30, that, their leader will be one of their own and their ruler will arise from among them. This is highly likely to be our millennial David Prince figure who is this branch. It is likely because of his Davidic roots, and in demonstrating God's sovereignty in keeping the Davidic line inheritance on the throne, and is referred to several times in Scripture as the branch. This is the case in Scriptures below. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line, he will do what is just and right in the land. In those days Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. Jer 33 15-16 The Lord says, Here is the man whose name is the branch, and he will branch out from his place and build the temple of the Lord. It is he who will build the temple of the Lord, and he will be clothed with majesty and will sit and rule on his throne. And he will be a priest on his throne. Zech 6 12 a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from his roots a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and power, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Is 11-1. God assigns David, the branch, glory and majesty, and describes him as one who will reign with an eye toward justice and doing what is right. The prophet Isaiah, 4-2 discusses how this branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious, and that the fruit of the land will be the pride and glory in Israel. With this said, among the entire remnant of God's people who are established in millennial Israel, there appears to be a holy branch or smaller remnant of survivors who are associated with David, Zion, or the house of David. In my next passage, I will specifically discuss a Judah remnant of God's people in more detail. David dash a banner for his people's deliverance and exile from Babylon. I have addressed an end times exodus from Babylon by God's people in a couple of prior passages. Babylon is referred to from the perspective of Israel at the time of the prophets as a distant place, the land of the north, and a land you, Judah, do not know. I have also previously addressed the possibility that this last day's exodus from captivity is led by an end times biblical figure, and have put forth our end times David as a leading candidate. 
One clue that end times David leads a fight against Babylon in the last days is the apparent scriptural references to him as a banner, with the term banner, or standard, generally meaning a sign or a signal for battle. While much focus is about his battle against Babylon, it is clear that the banner that is raised reaches a worldwide audience. In Isaiah, 11:10, we read, The root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples, the nations will rally to him. Isaiah, 5:26 says that, he whistles to those at the ends of the earth. This banner that is raised has special significance and importance to end times Babylon, suggesting that this is the land where David's battle originates. As a result of David's and his people's battle against the Antichrist Chaldean army, God says, I will chase Babylon from its land in an instant, Jer 50:44. Let's take a look at several scriptures that are taken from the context of a banner that is raised in end times Babylon. Announce and proclaim among the nations, lift up a banner and proclaim it, keep nothing back, but say, Babylon will be captured, her images will be put to shame and her idols filled with terror. Jer 50-2. Lift up a banner against the walls of Babylon. Reinforce the guard, station the watchman, prepare an ambush. The Lord will carry out His purpose, His decree against the people of Babylon. Jer 51-12. See I will beckon to the Gentiles, I will lift up my banner to the peoples, they will bring your sons in their arms and carry your daughters on their shoulders, captives will be taken from warriors and plunder retrieved from the fierce. Is 49-22. Lift up a banner in the land. Blow the trumpet among the nations. Prepare the nations for battle against her, summon against her these kingdoms. Jer 51-27. And end times David apparently lights a very large fire in the land as a result of his war against Babylon's Antichrist Chaldean army. End times David's warrior attributes in the Babylon War. It should be mentioned that, in scripture describing an end times battle and subsequent exodus from Babylon, more detail is given about our end times David figure. This is detail that is in addition to the frequent reference of him as a banner. Perhaps some more clues about end times David are provided in the book of Jeremiah, CHS. 50 and 51, where his banner, or standard, is lifted up for the nations to see as shown above. David here is likely referred to as of a tribe and an inheritance, portion of Jacob, i.e. and waters of Judah, who is not like these, Chaldean oppressors, Jer 51 19. God's, war club, God's, weapon for battle, Jer 51 20. It follows that end times David is also the answer to God's rhetorical question below about God's anointed one in last days Babylon. Who is the chosen one I will appoint for this, Babylon judgment? And what shepherd can stand against me? Jer 50 44. Tilda. In conclusion, a millennial Prince David as we have described in the last couple of passages does not carry out his war alone. It is likely that a broader Judah remnant has been especially targeted and has faced some of the same persecution that David has. In my next passage, I address the remnant of Judah as a group that is most likely accompanying or surrounding an end times David figure in the millennium. Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair, LL.